Thanks for tuning in to Jin and Tantra. In this episode, we have on friend of the show, Phaedra Chantel, and we discuss a whole wide range of topics, including living the lifestyle, finding an early interest in the human body, expressions of sexuality, numbing oneself, being honest about who you are, open relationships, unicorns and swingers, compersion, and so much more. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Jen and Tantra, spirituality with a twist. The podcast that takes Tantrism, Buddhism, Taoism, Sufism, Kabbalism, Shamanism, Chinese medicineism, <laughs> and all of the other isms we've been influenced by, and blends them into a tall, crisp, cool cocktail. Your spirit has been longing for. I want you to get together. Now isn't that refreshing? I want you to get together. Hey fellow Gentiers, those of us who like our spirituality with a twist, as you will already have heard in the intro, we are being joined today by the lovely, thoughtful, and just all-around wonderful Phaedra Chantel. And we're going to talk about many things, but especially things involving relationships, sexuality, polyamory, life, and just, I think, like her experiences being a woman and kind of finding out how she feels about things and who she is and exploring uh, all of that, all of that world, <laughs> discovery of a person of who they are. So... Uh, I guess I'll throw the first question over to you, Daniel, because you and Phaedra know each other so well. And I'll be yeah. like a fly, fly on the wall, but like, <laughs> totally. Yeah. An active, an active fly, Eric. I'll be a buzzy fly. A <laughs> yeah, buzzy. Eric, you're the unicorn in this, in this trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> New roles. See, that's, that's, I'm already learning more openness. <laughs> see, look at you. You're just growing all the time. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So Phaedra, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Um, so far, you know, I've known Phaedra for, I don't know, many, many years. 13, 14 years, probably something, you know, it's been a long, it's been a long time, you know, but, um, you know, since we started doing those love episodes last year, the relationship, relationship episodes last year, Phaedra and I started having more discussions about that as she was, you know, interested in what we were talking about and, um, and in going through her own process, her own journey, we started having these kind of deeper discussions, different discussions around that time. And so, you know, we had, we have been talking about how we wanted to have people on who sort of live in that lifestyle, practice those kinds of things. And um, after some time, I was like, well, Phaedra, you should come on and uh, and, and tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, about some of your adventures and, and some of your, you know, your growth process. So, um, you know, given that as, as, as the lead in Faye, which is certainly not much of a lead in per se, um, but I kind of wanted to start, you know, so tell me a little bit about like where you are in your in your journey now, and then we'll, we'll kind of pick it apart and, and see how you got here. Normally we kind of start the other way and go, you know, what, what, right. what was influenced you, but I want to give people, the audience a chance to kind of get to know who you are now a little bit. Um, and then we can kind of, you know, work forwards and backwards in time, you know, it's a little bit like a flashback episode or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> training, <laughs> training montage. And we'll go back, right? Yeah. That's awesome. I, that's, I, those are the movies that I love. Um, so thank you guys for having me on and, uh, yeah, so I guess right now, uh, where I'm at, um, I am 
a single female. I was married for a while and um, with a, a partner in a heterosexual marriage. And now I have basically kind of embraced who I am as a woman and my sexuality. So I am in the, what they call lifestyle. So uh, the lifestyle would be um, open, like swingers, openness, open marriages, uh, and in, in one aspect, polyamory. So um, I'm kind of just living my life, trying to really understand where I fit in with all that. And I am having fun for the most part. And also with this fun comes a lot of, hmm, okay, did that actually serve me? And am I happy? And is this what I want? Is this, you know, where I want this aligning with my values? So yeah, um, but enjoying the process all the ways. The language thing is really interesting because if you hear someone say the lifestyle, then you know that that means something, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. People have never heard this kind of thing before. There's a certain jargon. There's a certain kind uh-huh. of terminology that people know. So if someone says the lifestyle, you know yes. that they're in the know of what that means, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, yeah, it's considered a lot of, and there's, you say that because it all encompasses so many different things, but we all know it's the lifestyle of um how do they put it um it's non-monogamy i would say um ethic ethical non-monogamy and um so yeah lots of terminology with it lots of rules um so yeah it's not just the free-for-all there's a lot of uh emotions and people and understanding involved Um, i guess that means like different things to different people because for some people that might be like an open relationship yep other people, it might yep. be more like like a swinger kind of community thing where there's more of a community mm-hmm. element to it too. And then yeah. the other part of it is more like the polyamory part where it's more like, okay, longer term relationships where there's more of the that emotional, intellectual, you know, more longer term commitment thing. And I guess, you know, we were talking a little mm-hmm. bit off mic and that's what you're sort of figuring out for yourself now kind of, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it all comes with its, I feel, pluses and not pluses. Uh, so yeah, I would say that I started off as, um, a, what they would call a unicorn, which is a single female that, uh, dates couples. Um, and I found that for me, that has really been beneficial to my need for the masculine and the feminine in a relationship, uh, and actually relating to my masculine and feminine on an equal basis and then because it's more in the swinging community, uh, where is more, like you're saying, it's social, but it's very casual. So in the swinging community, it's not really, you make friends and these friends are great. They understand your lifestyle. They understand where you're coming from, but it's more so, you know, we do a, we have a party or we're just going to like hang out and something may or may not happen. Uh, and that's, that's been, um, that's been where I've I've been at. Uh, however, I realized in this journey over the last year that that might not be enough for me um, because I do seek a little bit more connection as far as just being able to have a, a, a better relationship with each partner and more communication. And with these types of instances, you've got, you know, 
you've got couples that have their regular lives, you know, they've got families, they've got, you know, just everyday stuff that they're dealing with. And they're not necessarily looking for a new best friend. <laughs> and so totally accept it, understand it. Uh, but I don't know if that's exactly what I want moving forward. So probably just for the uh, for the lingo of the whole thing, this uh, oh, yeah. unicorn is a special one because it's a magical creature that <laughs> no one can find. <laughs> the magical creature who wants to be in that situation where okay, I'm open yeah. to being to, to being with both people in the couple, you know, woman, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. there's a name. There's a name for the man, and I can't remember what it's called. But there are men that are in that yeah. are the same thing too. Mm -hmm. There's magically hard to find. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. That's the reason that that's the reason that's this name is there. You might like well, unicorn. Where does that come from? It's just the idea that right. it's you know it's only you know uh certain people who will feel like that's what they would be looking for or something, right? Mm -hmm. Really, really quickly, yeah. really quickly. So, Faye, you're you know talking about like your needs that are that you're learning as you're kind of going through this process, but you know, like I, I foreshadowed early, we would do a little bit of flashback. So let's, let's take a moment mm -hmm. and, and do a little flashback here. Cause you know, for many reasons, I find this fascinating and, and interesting. How did you like, when did, when did this desire begin? Like when, when did it begin for you? And then how did that journey kind of unfold as time has gone on to kind of get you to this place? Okay. I feel that I, became interested in this probably during my teenage years. Okay. I think from early on, uh, when my mom listens to this and she's going to remember this from very young, I would say eight or nine years old, I became very interested in the men and women's body. And I loved to see nakedness, right? I became very interested in, there was a show called the red shoe diaries and I would watch it because, mm -hmm. you know, it was very sexy and, um, so I would sneak and watch that. So my, my, um, interest for that was very young. And then that, as I got older, um, you know, I dabbled in being with multiple people in high school and I knew at the age of 13, I was bisexual. And, um, so that I think as the years, the years went on, uh, I mostly, I pretty much only dated men. And um, so I don't think that ever went away. I think that I knew I wanted, that I had the capacity to give my time and love uh, to more than one person uh, until I met, quote unquote, the one. And got myself hitched mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was not what you expected the end of that sentence to be <laughs> that was a good setup <laughs> uh, yeah so there's Maybe that like, before we get through it i don't know what y'all think it's you know we, we try to like bop back and forth a little bit with these things so i think like childhood sexuality we haven't talked about that too much that kids have sexual feelings yeah right and i don't think it's always that we are comfortable talking about that in our culture but they do yeah, I can mm -hmm. remember like being sick with like a little flu or something when I was a kid. Maybe I was like five or six or something. And I got to stay up late and there was like a Marilyn Monroe movie playing on the TV that my grandpa was watching. And I was like, it was like a religious experience. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, 
<laughs> and I remember thinking like, I'm going to have to come up with some excuse to stay up every single night with my grandpa right. to sit and watch yeah. this, you know, and there wasn't naked this and that, but it was just like, you know, that kind of like sexual oh. feeling that was coming Absolutely. through. And I was like, wow, you know, and I, I look, you look back on it like, well, of course I had those feelings. Right. You know, right. And, I, used uh, to, uh, yeah. I, I used to steal the, uh, for those who are a little bit older, they, there used to be a store called Sears and maybe they still exist. I don't know, but many of them <laughs> closed down. Right. No. But they used to before the internet, they only had catalogs. And so you get the Sears catalog and you could see, you know, you could see what they had. You know where this is going, Phaedra. <laughs> I used I used to steal the catalog, go under my bed into the bra set into the like yeah. the ladies' bra and underwear section and like lick the page. And I'm like five, maybe four, you know, like <laughs> just like just as as anytime I saw that catalog, I stole it immediately. I was like, oh, I gotta run, I gotta run, oh. you know. It's amazing. Yes, yeah. I would feel them too. I wouldn't lick them, but I would definitely be like, why don't any of these women have nipples in their lace bra? It's so <laughs> weird. I tried. I tried to look. You couldn't. <laughs> He's scratching the page off. It's not working. <laughs> Draw them in. So, so it's, but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, there's like the kind of, it's, you know, like, I guess there's so many goofy things in someone like Freud is really goofy, but like daddy did talk about, you know, so oh, at least yeah. it's like, hey, kids have these feelings. Yeah. Yeah you know and at least we could acknowledge that um and then i guess you know even realizing that you were I, I worked at some point in my life with a lot of gay male patients i was working on a ryan white grant and i was treating hiv and aids okay so you know all kinds of patients but you know that was a subclass of patients for sure right yeah and i had this conversation about when people started to realize that their sexuality was different and you know obviously for you you were saying oh by 13 this is getting pretty clear you know uh, how did it feel to you though? Did you feel like, did you feel okay with it? Was it something like, cause we're talking a little bit off mic before we start talking about feelings like yeah. shame and things like that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so when I was, I remember this clearly, my sister and I, it was summer vacation. We were watching either Ricky Lake or Montel Williams. <laughs> and uh, they were talking about, uh, you know, cause back then when you came out on a talk show, it was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I turned to my sister who was nine or 10 at the time. And I might've even been younger. And I looked at her and I said, would you still love me if I told you I was bisexual? And she's like, of course. And I was like, okay, great. I was like, cool. Cause I think I am. And then I told my mom that, you know, we, cause I was very open with her about my experiences. And I said, mom, you know, I, I think that I'm bisexual. And she's like, okay, cool. Yeah. And I, so I really had no shame when it came as a young person being able to have, cause, and maybe my mom just thought it was like a, a thing, like a, oh, uh, like a, phase. a phase or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'd always, I was always dating, dating boys. So I, I think that she wasn't really, and honestly, back then it's like, how do you really find, or how do you go about doing that? And, uh, or seeking out, you know, dating or girls. And I think around our time, cause I think, I think it's around the same age. So around that time, it was a, getting a little bit more understood. You had the groups and everyone kind of knew who the, the different people were. And because I hung out with so many different groups, um, it didn't really matter. And I really just wasn't 
super attracted to any of the girls in my school anyways. <laughs> so, um, so it was not hard to subside any feelings. Um, but yeah, but then as I got older, I think it wasn't that I was shameful of, of liking women. It was more my idea of what I wanted relationships to be and what society thought my relationships to be. And so my shame and guilt came more with, uh, as I met someone that I, you know, loved dearly, uh, not being able to be honest with how I wanted the relationship to be. It is like a deep challenge, you know, if you're a bisexual person and there's not a lot of like room in the culture of what you're supposed to do right. with that. Once you want to have a more longer term relationship or ultimately like a marriage, just, just isn't the yeah. space within that. Mm -hmm. I wonder mm -hmm. about that all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe before we do the marriage thing, I'm just curious for you all too, because I'm probably a little bit more like the Gen Xy person in this group. Mm -hmm. And I would say, you know, for me, at least where I grew up, and I grew up in a probably pretty conservative part of the Chicagoland area, all things being equal, kind of like blue collar, you know, working class kind of thing, but more conservative. And there was just a lot of, I mean, I hate to use the phrase, but it's slut shaming, right? It was really, oh, yeah. bad, you know, now I look at my daughter's 20 and, um, you know, it's a lot better. Now, I want to say it's perfect, but Correct. for like the Gen Z kids, it's better for sure. You know, mm -hmm. and she would sometimes tell anecdotes like be, we let the people have, you know, I'd let people have parties in the house and people would have some pretty, <laughs> my daughter would have some pretty wild parties here. <laughs> and you hear the anecdotes, the anecdotes afterwards, you'd be like, oh man, that would, th that girl who was sleeping with that guy in that party, my growing up, they, it would be a big deal. And there'd be a whole bunch of crap dumped on that person. So I know, how was it for you all? Uh, you Phaedra and then I don't know like just Gen Z looks different to me but like for people who are in that millennial range how did y'all how was that for y'all or how was it for you Phaedra I mean, spe spe specifically that's actually really funny because I don't even know how this happened because it's very similar I was at a party and I we had so where I went to high school we had the you know that the your rival school and I apparently got so much you know, my name was going around that school as being whatever. And um, I was like, well, you know what? They're talking about me. So there must, you know, whatever. And I didn't. And then it happened at another school because somebody that I had, what didn't do anything with had told a bunch of people who was like a close friend of mine, told a bunch of people at his school that we did something. And I'm like, well, you know what? I mean, as long as you tell them I'm good, I like, what am I going to do about it? Cause it's not even true, but I didn't put much mind into it. And uh, yeah, everyone knew that I liked boys and everyone knew that I was way ahead of my time on what I wanted to do, what I was curious in. And I was a go-getter, you know, I think I made, I would be like the me tour of my high school. Cause I really pushed boys into to different, like not, not to, I wasn't forcing anyone to do anything. I wasn't that, but I definitely was like, let's try this. And they were like, I'm not comfortable. And so, <laughs> you know, and that's why I think I started dating older people because I was able to experience what I wanted to experience at that time. So you like wanted to explore in a way that even these teenage boys weren't totally comfortable with yet. Cause it was just too right. mature and kind of like over their level. Yeah. And I mean, I guess starting at nine years old, being interested in and talking to my mom and having a couple experiences that weren't fun. And, you know, I mean, you don't know what you're doing. 
And so then all of a sudden I, I would read and do research and talk to my mom. And, you know, it was, um, I think a very natural, like progression. Sometimes wonder, you know, when there's those teenage experiences too, whether it doesn't like, uh, I know, like steal you up a little bit so that, you know, you kind of, okay, people are going to give shit. Fine. Fuck it. I don't care. You know, you get a little of that thing going too. Right. Which I think is probably healthy. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's it's that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I can't think of the word. Never mind. I'll, I'll probably think of it in like 20 minutes and say it, but I I can't think of it now, but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. It was kind of weird for me when I was a a teenager, I was really sick. I had a lot of health problems and, Mm. um, I was totally fine with being friends with like gay kids in the school, though I wasn't gay, you know, mm-hmm. this whole big thing developed like I was gay and I had AIDS and it's like, oh, wow, read through oh. the whole thing. And I don't know if I, I fully know. got it. I was talking with somebody recently about it and I was like, wow, okay. And now you get weird reactions from people, you know, and I mean, it's That's fine, funny. but it was one of those things where, you know, okay, well that happened. And then maybe in the end, it kind of, in a certain sense, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and you just come out with more character, right. To do what you want. Yeah. So harsh. It's still like feeling wise and where you're at uh, developmentally and what that does to you. But yeah, like you said, you know, if you can get through something like that, cause I was, I imagine at that time that was uh I mean, that's what they, that was like, they know how to hit it hard on you, right? Yeah, and I wasn't going to not be friends with these gay kids. I wasn't going to do it. You know, I mean, I was like, these are friends. I'm not going to like all of a sudden back off on these, you know, friendships with these people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then failure as, so you have this, you know, kind of budding viewpoint desire as you're growing in high school and as, you know, you're you're married because you got married pretty young, right? Um, 30, not too young. Yeah, married 30. Oh, oh but we were, weird. but we were together like since like I was 20. So we were together roughly 20 years. Right. So I was, yeah. So about 22, 23 is when we started dating. Right. So that, but that's pretty young. I mean, that's not that. Yeah. Right. You know, and you were in this committed thing and, and everything mm-hmm. else. Right. So, you know, as your, you know, relationship is developing and, and, and all of that, like you're still, de- you're still developing your ideas around sexuality, around connection, mm-hmm. around community, around all that stuff started developing. And and I'm I'm assuming that you had to find different outlets, you know, yeah. for some of these kinds of things, if you want to share some of them, because yeah. I think it's interesting for people to, who might be in a similar situation or, or a single still and, and looking to like, express some of these internal like things that that there that because these are this is you, You're, this is not a character, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, uh, yeah. So I think during that time we, um, I drank a lot. I was in the, I was in the nightclub industry. So I ended up drinking a lot and was able to, you know, I was never kept from having friends. Right. So I ended up knowing I was going to say, you're acting, you're, you're asking for outlets. My outlet was I danced. I was a go-go dancer for a long time. So I was able to like express myself, feel sexy. And I drank a lot <laughs> during my twenties. And I, um, I think, you know, I would, I was quite the saboteur. When we talk about like archetypes, it's like, I definitely was in that saboteur lifestyle. I would stay out late. I was not making it easy for my then boyfriend to 
accept me. And he did all the way through. He's like, so your oats, get it out of your system. I was very honest at one point when, you know, I just, I knew that he wasn't going to be enough, but then at the same time, he was willing to accept me for all that. So I didn't have many outlets except for staying out with people, you know, like my friends and being out all night and like just creating a really destructive environment for myself, but not realizing that that's why I was doing it. Cause I was still so uncertain. I'm like, I love this man so much. Um, and that's where we start. I guess we can start getting into that feeling of like not listening to yourself or trusting oneself. Mm-hmm. Um, I became that woman who for all intent and purpose during my life was strong and knew who I was. And then coming to this point in my life where this person, cause you know, around 20 something, all of a sudden dark stuff starts coming up, right. From like your childhood and things, cause you're evolving, you're growing. So life is changing. And I, um, wasn't really understanding what was happening with me. I, I think knowing this now didn't realize this before. Right. I, I didn't trust myself. I didn't listen to myself. I didn't, um, I was like, listen, this man loves the shit out of me and he is putting up with my stuff in this growth period of mine. And I owe him that because what do I know? You know, he's a little bit older than he's, of you know, almost 10 years older than me. So I'm like, this man is on, he knows his stuff. He's spiritual. He's got all this stuff going and he's just wanting to see that I'm happy. And I, I need to trust that. Hmm. And so that is where it all began is just this life of now becoming, you know, this girlfriend having this, you know, relationship with him and then moving forward. So the outlet for me, there was none except partying and we'd have so much fun. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where that laid. Like, I'm always like, I'm really obviously from all the episodes we did last year that Daniel was talking about earlier. And we talked a little bit about these off mic. I'm always really fascinated by like the, the social pressures people feel around this. Yeah. So did you feel like when you're, you're, so you're talking, you're meeting somebody, you're in your early twenties and there's uh-huh. a kind of an idea of how you're supposed to be. And it's, you know, very intense. I and mean, did you feel all that stuff? Like, okay, there's somehow there's some way I'm supposed to be. So I better do this thing. Was that going I, through your head too? I did. Cause I never actually had an idea that I wanted to be married. I had this, a family, well, a sort of family, a family member of mine who never got married. She was living the life, traveling, doing all the things. And I'd say that she was like, my spirit person. Right. I, I I was like, this woman's having so much fun and she's doing it on her own. Now you don't know what's going on behind closed doors right. mentally or emotionally. Yeah. Um, but seemingly, so I really, I resonated with her lifestyle and in having her freedom and being able to do that. And so, yes, once you're with someone and I already knew I didn't want kids. So then there was that. Okay. So I'm already against the grain and we've had already had that discussion. So now randomly this day came where I wasn't even thinking about marriage and it just like came up and I said, okay, well, this is what the universe, this is what spirit, this is what all the things want for me. And he's down. And so nothing that I think matters. Mm. 
And so I'm going with this because this is, I can learn and I can, I can change myself because he's so wonderful and I'm okay. And so he makes me a better person. That's some pretty complex honesty. Yeah. To be honest, like the way you're talking about, that's not simple at all. That's complicated, right? It's complicated yeah. feelings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, processing it, was... it through because it's not simple. No. And 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 I also wanna I wanna say that there was nothing that he did on a level of because maybe some people I imagine might interpret that as well, he was forcing me or he was pressuring me or the things he was yeah. saying. Um, this was all my own. I remember him asking me and, you know, are you, this is what you want to do? And I was like, yes, of course. This was my own um, insecurity and all these things coming out um, and not being able to be honest with myself because I didn't trust my voice. And um, I didn't, it was all, yeah, it was my own mistrust of myself. And then when you have someone that has so much trust in you and has all the things that you're lacking at that moment, it's filling you until it's not. Mm. Mm. And so then like, oh, sorry, Dan, you had. Yeah, no. So I'm just saying, so then like, so you, you, you enter into this, into this union, right. Mm -hmm. You know, as at the particular point in your life. And so does your, does your, just real quick, that's a long time too. That's like 20 years of your life, <laughs> right? Just to that's like, my life. like that's the part yeah. that like interesting to think about. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah. off Daniel. I was just no, like, good. wow, that's a thing. Does, yeah. Does your focus shift at all at that point for a while? Did you did you take because you know you want to be and you're not just dating anymore. Now it's like yes. a consummated partnership. And you said that you're mm -hmm. like, I'm gonna trust in the universe that like this is here yeah. for me. So I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna try to be good at this, you know? Yes. And mm -hmm. and did during that time did your kind of did you have to change your focus or did your focus change to like say okay i'm going to express myself in different ways or i'm going to you, yeah. you know because those urges don't just like not got urges but those those vehicles of expression don't just disappear those needs they don't just disappear and so i'm imagining or i'm wondering like how yeah. did you or did you consciously you know change um so consciously yes i decided that i was going to you know, work on really making him happy and, um, and just, you know, making sure I have this perfect little house, you know, we never fought, which usually means that we don't, that you don't communicate. If you don't, if you don't argue, you don't have conversations, the communication's not there. And, um, I, so that was, yeah, into my twenties and into my thirties. So I, I guess I would still, um, I made some interest, uh, not interesting. I made decisions that were bad during the course of time. And, um, and then, you know, we would, you know, when we finally talked about that and realized that, you know, what we wanted out of the relationship wasn't moving forward, but yeah. It, I I guess that whole time during the 20 years, um, my outlet, like I said before, it really was partying and just mm. 
numbing myself. Now I can say this before I would never say that it was ever a self-medication thing, but I think numbing myself to my feelings and working late. Um, I guess massage actually helped me to be able to connect with, with people and obviously not in a sexual way because that's Mm -hmm. not what I do. However, uh, it was still giving me connections in a different, in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, I spent a lot of time as years went on. And I think, especially after marriage, um, I realized that I was spending way more time with my friends. Oh, like not necessarily being present and, um, and then we talk about it and it would be like, okay, yeah, we're going to change. And then we just get right back into patterns. And so for me, um, I found emotional connections with a lot of other people, which I felt were loving. And, um, and so that kind of took a precedent over what I was getting at home, but then I'd come home and let want to be like that with, you know, with him. And I wasn't receiving because our cycles were off, right? Like I get home, he, you know, would be at this place in his day. I'm at another place in the day. I go to bed at this time. He goes to bed this time. So we were always cycling at, at different times. And, um, So I think that I just became more involved with my friends and being with them and hanging out with them. And that really made me, that fulfilled me at the time um, until we'd have a conversation and then try to change our own intimacy or our own thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then it becomes just an ugly cycle and it's, Yeah. yeah. Young and I like one of our like subject matters of the last, I know how long, Dan, like last half a year or something, we've been talking a lot about like repression, like repression mm-hmm. feelings. Yeah. And then the idea of like sublimation. I'm all like, I'm being all psyche about this, but that's yeah, my yeah. background, right? So, you know, like the whole idea, <clears throat> I think we all have experienced as me, I mean, all of us, right? You repress stuff. And then it, like what Daniel was saying, it doesn't go away. It needs some outlet oh. some way or another. And so, you know, people will put that in different places, almost kind of like, what you know even in your question again and i sort of heard that idea of like sometimes it goes into work you mm-hmm. know this part of my life sexuality isn't happening over here intimacy i'm gonna put it into my work i'll put my energies this way right yeah. it's kind of like a sublimation thing right or yeah. sometimes it's like you know we'll, we'll act out like okay i'm not getting what i want over here i'll act out kind of crazy over here in some other way i'll burn the energies out some other way and maybe i'll uh-huh. live, live a little bit more wilder in some other ways you know to yep. kind of just find some outlet for these things. But I mean, what you're saying, Daniel, what you're talking about, Pedro, is it doesn't go away. It's still there some way or another, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I guess like the other thing about it, you know, in this period, when you're younger, 13 to 20 or whatever, you're like, okay, I have feelings. I'm, I have bisexual feelings. Yeah. And you have that thing where, okay, this is probably going to have to go latent, you know, yeah. that part, which I don't think is easy at all. And Maybe that's something you can share of what that was like for you. Cause like, okay, I want to do this partnership with this person and this whole mm. other side of me has to go. That has to yeah. go someplace else. Um, so porn, 
Okay. <laughs> the classic American <laughs> answer. Right? <laughs> That's the most black American answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that that was my outlet for many, many years on many, many fronts. Um, and, you know, I, I realized many years ago, I would be like, oh, yeah, because I had gotten up to, I mean, I would, I would watch porn a lot and not because of it more than just, um, cause I'd always like go like gear towards more like the romantic stuff. Cause I'm a romantic by heart, 100%. I love all the romance stuff. And so to me, that just, that could like their energies towards each other, regardless how fake it is. Um, that's how I just, yeah, that's how I would kind of, uh, get that part out of it. Uh, yeah. So I actually kind of like understand that. Cause if I do anything that's going to be porn, I usually like it when it's more like amateur stuff where you can tell these people actually can like, like yeah. each other, you know, okay. and it's not like it's a total act of some fake right. thing. I'm like, there's not a director in the back. Yeah. <laughs> the lighting like boom mic comes through and there's a shadow <laughs> off of some person's ass is the thing. Goes. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. I really, okay. This might be cheaply shot in some whatever, but at least these people like each other. They you like know each what I mean, I can yeah. understand that. Mm -hmm. There's a connection with the two people. <clears throat> yeah. That's worth. Yeah. I yeah, like yeah. that. So yeah. as, go ahead, Eric, go ahead. No, go ahead, please. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No. So, so, so all this, so this time is happening. You're, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say unable to express yourself, but there's needs that are not being met. You're kind of moving through life as you're, you know, trying your best to fit into a mold that probably is not for you at that time, but you, sure. but you made the agreement, you made the commitment, you went in honestly, openly trying to, you know, be in that particular groove, if you will, yeah. but it, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> enough. It wasn't enough. No. It wasn't enough. Not anything on your partner. It just, y your makeup didn't allow you to be in that thing naturally without right. feeling without with, while feeling comfortable, I guess I could say, yeah. you know, and so then your that that relationship sort of evolves and and kind of comes to a yeah. conclusion. And now that and how long how long has that been now? A couple couple years. Year so that was I think uh, we uh, I think it was finalized in December of twenty two. Okay. So and we separated in January of twenty two. I moved out. So yeah. So it's been a couple years. God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my so goodness. It's. So it's been, it's been a couple of years and now you're, you know, you're on your own and, and uh -huh. able to, you know, do as you please do as, do as you yeah. like. And, and, yeah. you know, which is an interesting journey to say the least, um, yeah. you know, looking back at it now, what are some of the things that you are, you know, happy about, you know, grateful for, or have learned a lot from, <laughs> and what are some of the things that you wish you would have known ahead of time. Not that you're going to change because they're lessons for right. you, but just like, you know, like if someone else is on a similar path, right? You could be like, hey. Mm. Yeah. Um, I definitely say this a lot. I, not that I wish I would have known. I, not even wish. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I wish I, would have continued that person I was in so much of my childhood of that honest and outgoing and the things that started to happen in junior high and high school, which 
they mold a lot of who we are in our twenties and thirties. But I, I wish I continued to believe in myself and trust myself and be really knowing of what I wanted, know what I wanted and stick to it. Mm. Um, because what happens is when you're not honest with yourself, you can't be honest with other people. And when you're not honest with other people, especially ones that you adore, um, it just creates such a world of hurt and, um, and unfairness. So looking back, I wish I had been honest on all accounts at the beginning, um, and trusted myself. And I think that's the biggest thing that over the last couple of years being on my own, I've been able to really, <laughs> dive deep into all my shadow work and dive deep into, um, you know, even like I was saying before, my values, you know, I never really thought about value system and I didn't really even know what it was. And I'm like, what is this value system? And I go, okay, freedom. And I took like, you know, the test online and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not, this is nothing new. I've been a free, a legit free bird since I was a child. And that has never gone away. I mean, of course, we get more experience in life. I've just been a natural, just a butterfly, right? And it's okay. And not only to know that, but say it's okay. Mm. And I'm, I've learned to love myself unconditionally, which was really hard. And uh, back back then, and the the um uh, what's sort of like, um the ability to um to do that over the last couple of years and be by, be alone in my home. I really do love my space. It's my space the way I want want it to look like. The energy coming in is how I want it. Um, and so those things to me are just top tier important in my life. And, um, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I just, I have that opportunity to do this for myself. Yeah, I was really like fascinated. We were talking about some of the episodes again from last year, even like off mm -hmm. mic. And you were talking yeah. about like your core value is freedom. We said it off mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like one of the things where you're like, this is it, you know, this is the core value. It's like, okay, cool. Um, yeah. But like I learned a lot, you know, with the episodes Daniel and I did just thinking a lot about Carl Jung and, you know, his yes. observation like, okay, there's roles mm -hmm. and it's cool if you fit them, but if you don't fit them, it's hard, right? And you can try to force yourself into it, you know? And it sounds like you tried really hard to do it. You're like, okay, I'm gonna try really hard. I'm gonna throw myself into this thing, but it was never mm -hmm. like the fit, right? Yeah. And almost, but just maybe at this point in the culture, we can just be more honest about this and just be like, hey, sometimes this doesn't fit people. Yeah. 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 And 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 uh, I know we'll move forward, but yeah, I, I think too that also the, the things you know, the, just the destructive behavior on my part to myself too, that was a huge indicator. I was tired. I was just, I was, I ended up just getting really exhausted, mm -hmm. like not being honest. And, um, and 
grateful for him. He's, he totally was very, I mean, I want to say supportive because there's moments when one is not, but I've gotten a lot of support from him because where he is in his, his life and his understanding of humans, he's, you know, come to an understanding of me finding my way. And, um, so it's very like special. Mm. Yeah. So, but it's, it's been, yeah, it's been quite a, <laughs> I can't believe it's been two years already, but yeah, it's, it's, you're right. It's just been, uh, it's good to have those, um, those moments and understandings and being able to be by myself, you know, cause a lot of people can't, and they don't want to be after a breakup or whatever, no matter how many years, the being by myself and having those moments to really like bask in all that grossness and <laughs> like beauty and all the things. Cause they all go hand in hand. Yeah, it's kind of funny in the culture. I know it's like almost like a stereotype. You watch a movie and the relationship doesn't work. And then usually they point out one of the two people has to be a creep or something, right? Yeah, always. Uh -huh. always. The woman's a, a biatch or something, you know, and like yeah. also has to be blamed on somebody. But sometimes it's better that we get to the point where like, hey, it was nobody's fault, right? Right, it's right. not like that. But the stereotype is always like you have to be, someone has to be the bad one in the yep. partnership. Someone has to take the yeah. blame. And that's always how the stories are too. Like, you know. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, it sounds like a lot healthier just to say like, hey, you know, and it's yeah. it's nice to hear a story where it wasn't like, you know, one of the people was, wasn't doing their best, you know, under the circumstances, they were doing their best. It just wasn't the right circumstances yeah. for people. Yeah. That's a great Much way healthier. of putting it. So a great way of putting it. And I also believe that we all operate on our level of consciousness, right? So, and at the beginning of our 20 years, my level of consciousness wasn't very high. And he gave me the platform over the years to find that. And um, and then when it came to the end, uh, you know, we had to each go through our own our own thing. And um, I think he likes my person better now, like where I'm at mentally uh, and how I can communicate. Uh, and I don't want to speak for him, but I just, I feel that there is more because I have better things to say and <laughs> I'm not just like, it's kind of like you're being more yourself, right? Yeah, you're more yourself, gonna say. You're always more interesting, right? Like yes. this is what I yes. actually think, right? Yes. To like trying to like fake it out in uh -huh. some way that I think is going to make things smoother or whatever, you yeah. know, that the situation, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I guess maybe the one thing, because we, we have talked with people who go through these kinds of separations. So how was it for you? And then maybe we'll talk about the more, you know, some of the other stuff afterwards, yeah, but was yeah. it like the fun stuff, <laughs> but was <laughs> it like scary for you after all that time? Or were you more like, Hey, I'm ready to get out and do my thing. And, you know, or kind of a mix. I mean, how was that? It was, it was scary at first like the very first day we had like a conversation, I was scared. And then not so much because we were still like living together. And then I moved out and then I was like, okay, here's that first step. And I think to be honest with you, it's a bit scary now because I'm going through another transition on what I'm feeling of what I want and all the things. Um, so I'm scared again. 
because we still talk and I would consider us friends. Um, and he's gone through a change after, you know, post post on Mary. So um, it's, I'm, I, I, I am a little, there's a little fear and scary in, in each year has its own difference of why it's scary. But I think initially, because it was, there was so much anger, um, that was scary. But all along, I knew in my heart, going past that digging deep, it was the best for me. And maybe at some point I would say him, uh, but I don't know that for sure. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to speak for him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I guess, all right, so now you're like a single person and then was it like, okay, now I'm going to explore these things I haven't explored for all these years and it just come like, okay, this mm-hmm. is it, it's flooding out now. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Here I am. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's been interesting. The first year I spent, you know, I had, I just spent uh, nurturing my, my relationship with myself and hanging out with the friends that I wanted to hang out with. Um, but spend the most time just alone and not in a bad way or a depressive way, but more in a way that like, I need to, this is not me and everybody else time. This is me time. And this Mm -hmm. is time for me to grow and understand myself because you just, you just left this. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. you owe it to yourself to figure your shit out. And so now last year I ended up, um, I don't even know why I did this, but I ended up getting on this website, which is for swingers. And I was like, and they were having this New Year's Eve party. And it just so happened to be at a place where uh, all my favorite Chicago DJs, like my house DJs were spinning. I'm like, I'm going to go by myself. So I went by myself and, um, and they had their own little private thing within this big party. And, you know, I was meeting people and I, uh, I was like, you know, I'm just going to see what it's like. And it was cool. Like, you know, I stood out. I mean, not only because I was wearing a full on like sequence one piece outfit that was pink, right? (laughs) Not because of that, (laughs) but because like, you know, I just, I don't know. I just have a presence, I guess. And so by the end of the night, you know, I got some invitations. Oh, we're having this party back place, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? I had one drink. I danced my ass off. I'm going back to my own house, like my own place. And I'm going to finish this dance party. And I did. And it felt so good and exchanged some numbers with people. And then, you know, first day I'm on this website though, like flooded with like, and I'm just like, this is overwhelming. Yeah. I'm like, And I learned a lot about, you know, there's some couples that have like multiple women a week. And there's some couples that just kind of do this once in a while. And a lot of couples that are like, we just like to get to know you. And then if something happens, great. If not, and I got to practice where my boundaries were. I got to practice saying no. I got to practice saying thank you for, you know, thank you for a fun time. But I don't think that we're, you know, going to, this isn't going to work for me. And so that was the biggest part of getting into that was just uh, practicing my own strengths and the fact that I can say no and that not fear of people not liking me because I say no. Mm. Uh, And that was huge for me, I think. 
was that like a conscious identity thing that you were doing? Because you used the word unicorn before where you're like, hey, maybe I'm this. Or was it more like kind of just intuitively you just started doing stuff and you well, started, maybe I'm a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. So I went in knowing that my sole purpose of being not sole purpose. I don't mean that. That's not that's not the right word. The idea of learning that open marriages and open relationships I really wasn't, I was curious as to um, how their dynamics were and seeing, and as I got to get to, as I got to know more couples, I was very impressed with their honesty, uh, with their, their love for each other, their families, how they operate, uh, their rules. Um, and I was like, you know what? I, I like, and then having them come and, and, and come to me and be like, Hey, um, yeah, let's go out, let's hang out. And then enjoying my company and having a, still a friendship. Cause we would sometimes just go out for drinks, right? Nothing happens. And I was like, this is great. I so just loved the relationship dynamic with them. And to this, to till now, you know, I, um, and I've met so many, so many different couples now, um, through friends and, I really, first and foremost, just love talking and getting to know, you know, how long they've been in it, what they do. There are some couples that actually won't mess with unicorns because there's so many emotions. So there apparently are a lot of unicorns too that have maybe not the right reasons or are not as self-aware and get into these things. Um, and probably like we discuss off air being more into the poly stuff yeah. rather than just the swinger stuff oh yeah, and, yeah how much emotion is there going to be between yeah. any person in that married couple and then the new person who's entering into the yeah. dynamic where, so maybe, yeah. where are people comfort levels with that mm -hmm. yeah maybe just for maybe some of the audience who might not know the difference can we oh. maybe maybe one of you uh cool cool cats talk about maybe like <laughs> swingers versus polyamorous you, you had a good way of saying it before eric if you want to oh, okay i could try it again so i yeah. think some people have like usually the the lingo goes something like you can have open marriages you know mm -hmm. but maybe the swinger thing is usually more communities of people parties yeah. things like that you know it has that social element to to it mm -hmm. where some people might have an open marriage and they just meet people online or something they're not necessarily yeah. doing that you know but there are kind of communities of swingers right mm -hmm. and it has more of that feeling to it and then the polyamory thing is really more the idea like okay i want more of a longer term thing where there's a more of an emotional intellectual heart connection more the yeah. romantic part almost like what you were talking yeah. about yeah. yeah and it makes sense because if you know in some of the swinging thing and this is like the stereotype but there's some truth to it where you know you, you don't necessarily want that emotional connection with this other person it's more right. of a explore our sexuality thing express our respect sexuality part but not necessarily like the emotional connection yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That seems to be maybe kind of a difference. And then some people might even have like real red flags or boundaries around that. But yes, that would be like, yes, no. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I find that being who I am, uh, whoever it is that day, uh, <laughs> when I come into the situation, uh, I've, you know, I've, I've met some people who have brought me into their, their world and their friends, their group of friends. And I found so many like cool people and I, I had to take a second and this is actually fairly recently where I had to step back and understand that 
you know, the majority, like these are all people that are married or seriously dating. And this whole group is that. And until I maybe have another person, I'm not necessarily, I'm cool, whatever, you know, I'm not looking to, you know, go and disrupt the flow of anything. Uh, but they don't know that because some of the stories I've heard of some of the women that come into these situations, they've created, they've started some, some ripples, right. And, um, whether purposely or, you know, by on accident, uh, and I know my place I'm, you know, a lot, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty self-aware and I, I know my wants, my needs. And we, you know, talked about all that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that for a lot of women coming into this, they're kind of just like, oh, it's going to be fun. It's a free for all. And, and that's not, you know, that's not how I feel. So the friendships that I make in these, in these situations, um, I do find important. And so I do, you know, I'm realizing that, um, the other stuff might be harder because I'm not really wanting to like, just go to parties and do all that stuff. So, um, I'm coming to terms with the feeling like, Hey, that was fun. The whole unicorn thing was fun. Um, but is it really fulfilling? Is my, is my body and my heart and my mind aligned that when I want to do these things, like when I want to go into this, it's, uh, it's, it's doing, it's, it's actually like doing something good for me. And, uh, I don't know necessarily that it will for much longer. Well, you were kind of describing it when we were talking off mic beforehand, like, okay, this is a continuing story, right? This is not mm -hmm. a story that's done. This mm -hmm. is a process that's continuing to grow and develop Absolutely. for you. Just on the communication thing, because I know people in poly world in Chicago and the communication mm -hmm. thing, I do respect that. There's something interesting when people really have to talk, you know? Oh yeah. And my, my, one of my poly friends has this thing where he says like, you know, sometimes when you know he meets women who are like non-poly people but he's just getting to know them he's like wow you're really talking like we're really talking like we're communicating yeah. this is not yeah. being phoned in like this is for real and yeah. that part i feel like a little bit like the same way you i like knowing people and talking and like yeah. really having that that thing of really like let's be honest and let's really talk things through and let's know what it really really is and these things sometimes make you do that right yeah that's 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 me I like to be very open, especially when I'm, even when I'm hanging out with uh, new people uh, that I'm just going out who I know aren't part of, who who I, I, I imagine aren't part of lifestyle because I haven't met them. I've gone out with some, some people that aren't necessarily that way. And I feel like I've scared a few people, <laughs> you know, because I'm very like upfront, you know, second, second date. I'm just like, here's me, here's my stuff. And I'm telling you this now, and it's a lot and you can digest it. I just want to put it out there because here's where I'm at right now. And I don't want us like getting to know each other. And I feel like that's a lot because I wasn't like that before. Mm. And so is there maybe a better way for me to uh, communicate these things? Maybe, but I don't want to, I just don't want to beat around the bush with stuff anymore. Like, I don't have time. Maybe, like if, maybe, you're, uh, if you're, maybe create what? a pamphlet. Maybe create a pamphlet. 
with my picture on them. Yeah. Like, so here's this, read it. Okay. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah. the person has to check each box that they read it and sign on the back. Yeah. Like get a QR code with the website. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Here we go. Here's me. Just, you know, read it to your disclosure. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah. And so I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I kind of feel that the communication is, and people, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of confusion and some individuals listening or, you know, who aren't in this world are kind of like, oh, but you had talked about slut shaming before. Like, oh, they're just in this to like be this and this and the other thing. And what I found is that these individuals, in my experience, who are in this world, like really have strong relationships, have been together since high school, 20, 30 years now. And they trust each other and they are looking for something. And that's another thing too. I mean, this may not last forever, this idea that they want to do this, but being able to have them honestly open up to me and, and share this adventure that they're going on. Um, I really, I, I just, I love that. And I love that, that openness. Um, and it's not always about, not always about many times it is just having that sexual experience and, you know, um, being done with it and then, you know, forgetting, uh, I do really enjoy the, the, the friendship or the relationship part of it and not meaning like a committed or anything, but just, you know, having something that's you're sharing your lives with each other and they want to get to know you. It's not like, Hey, just come over at noon and have some fun. Um, yeah. And if some people think, I think that they think that's what this world is all about. And then not in every circumstance is that about, you know, um, and what I've noticed with the groups that I've hung out with is they do a lot of just fun stuff together. I mean, they're always going out, they do trips, they do, you know, just friend stuff that doesn't entail anything more, but they are comfortable with each other because this is like, you know, they're the weird people. We're the weird people. <laughs> yeah. It's so like, I, uh, God, how do you, like the way these things are handled in any given culture is just like the way that culture does it. Right. So the whole idea, like it's supposed to be some particular thing. It doesn't have to be some particular thing. Like people in the whole history of people have done this a lot of different ways and people want different things, right? Yes. Yeah. And yes. The other thing that like really struck me, and I'm gonna give a little shout out to one of the sex positivity podcasts that I stumbled across at one point when I was sort of interested in this, you know, it's mm -hmm. something you're just like stumbling across things. So it was yeah. called uh, my life on the swing set. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's clever. And so, great. so they did the, they did the thing where they were I was listening to one of the episodes and they were doing a public talk and it made me think of some of the things you were saying because they just said well you know you try something and okay maybe you like it maybe you don't but if you don't try if you try it and it isn't something you like it's not the end of the world it's no. okay yeah and you're really given that vibe too okay you tried something you know okay that's cool I tried it I did it maybe I was into <laughs> it maybe I wasn't into it right you know and they talk about like with all kinds of things, like, you know, maybe there's a guy who's never been with another guy before. So you tried it. 
Yeah. You liked it or you didn't like it. You didn't like it. Okay. You don't have to go home and like feel all broken up about it. Right. It's okay. You tried something and that's it, you know? And the, Yes. And that's like what you were talking about with the whole shame stuff. You know, it's like we, and that shame comes from like, oh, what are people going to think about me? Well, don't tell anybody then. Like, you don't have to share stuff with everybody. You know, it's like you did it. And it's like, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, you, you didn't, you didn't hurt anybody else. This is your own this is your own adventure. This is, this is your life. And you don't know if it's going to make you happy until you try some things. Right. Um, uh, so yeah, but I think especially with this and like what you were saying, just in the sexuality portion of things, uh, yeah, there's a lot of fear and a lot of different things for sure. And thinking that like, well, I'll never do that. Cause that means that this is going to make that I'm going to da, 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 da. And you're like, nah, man, like relax, like this is a safe space, first of all. And, you know, get out there, explore, you know, Yeah. but to each their own, you know, whatever's going to make you happy. It was interesting in the, this whole podcast, I was listening to it and I was like, wow, these people are being really honest. So Daniel and I were joking before you came on, I got this mic. It's a little dangly. <laughs> Maybe my like mic has a little erectile dysfunction thing going on <laughs> yeah. here. Needs a little help, like a little Cialis or something. So we're joking yeah. about it. And Daniel said, well, you know, it's kind of more of a, it's more of a grower than a shower. <laughs> Just kind of like, does your penis show or does it grow? You know? Right, right, right. And so he, we were joking about it, you know? And then, but one of the guys on the podcast, and I was like, I can't believe he's talking about this. He was like, well, you know, I'm more of a, I'm more of a grower than a shower. So I have to go in these situations and I have to tell yeah. people, hey, I'm more of a grower than a shower. Just so you know. And you had to Love get over that. that anxiety feeling, you know, and mm -hmm. I was like, ah, you know, that's, and I was listening to it. And I was like, that's some bold shit, you know, to feel that comfortable in yourself, you know, cause I could feel so anxious for people, you know, body image yeah. things and all that, no matter who you are. Totally. Right? And I was like, man, totally. that is like some deep shit. They're talking about this, mm -hmm. you know, they're doing it on the podcast for everybody here, you know? But he was just like, okay, this is my honest thing, you know? And yeah. you go into relationships with people and it's just like, hey, this is it. And I was like, this is amazing how honest you have to be with yourself in those situations, right? Yeah, yeah. I um I feel as though this um well I don't think that I I'm I don't hide like I don't hide this part of my life or um I don't lie about it. However, I'm I'm not really, it's not something that I'm just like, look at me, <laughs> unicorn, <laughs> you know? Uh, well, maybe not because I do wear lots of unicorn stuff. So maybe I am kind of showing, but no one really asked. Uh, I think this is really the first time and, you know, when this is over and it comes out and I share it, um, I'll really get a, a <laughs> I'll get an idea of who actually goes on and listens to my stuff. <laughs> So that'll be great. Um, but I'm really excited. I felt a little trepidation with it. At first, I was like, when Daniel asked, I was like, yes. And then I was like, whoa, oh my gosh, wait a second. Do I? Okay. What am I? And I went through all this stuff in like two minutes. And then I was like, take a breath, freaking relax. Like you're going to be fine. And this is me. And I don't want to shelter that. I think I sheltered it for a very long time. And people don't like it ah, I don't need it. You know, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Definitely. Like I've had the experience of like before Daniel and I are going to do an episode where like, I'm going to say some weird shit on this episode. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel's always great. Cause I was like, okay, dude, we'll do it. You know? So that's yeah. 
Daniel, he'll support you and stuff, man. That's like one of Daniel's yeah. qualities. Um, yeah, I am. Okay, I got a couple more things in mind. I guess I would ask. I know what you have in mind to ask too, Daniel. But mm, I don't know if, yeah, it's a, we're, if it's we we probably got maybe about five or six minutes left. So if it's a weird question, you can certainly tell me, Petra. But like, if you think sure. back to the relationship that you had, mm -hmm. especially since you were kind of knew you were a bisexual person, was it ever mm -hmm. a conversation you all had of like, well, maybe we should just yes. open this up? Maybe yes, and you know, and maybe that would make this relationship even better. You know? Yes. Um, the conversations we had at first were not met with much, um, she was like, whatever. And, um, I don't think he really took me seriously. Um, cause I really did try to like push it in there. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so definitely. And then at the end it was brought up, but we were both, um, I think we, we, he, he wasn't quite um cool with the idea of compersion which compersion is the idea that you can look at your partner being happy with someone else as well you know or you know all that stuff so you're just all accepting of other people making that your person happy and so like your other partner being happy even if it's with another person doesn't yeah. trigger much jealousy it triggers like maybe it's some but it triggers more like yeah. okay I'm happy for this person totally kind and of a I'm psychological change yeah Yes. Yes. And it's, and that's one thing, if anyone's getting like wanting to get into that whole realm of even just having a threesome, remember that like the sounds that your person makes with you and that joy that they're making with you, you're going to have to listen to with another person. And if you don't think you can accept that, then you need to wait, like, because that's when problems are going to get started. So don't get into that just because to make your partner happy. Yeah. It's not the visuals or the smells. It's the sounds. It's the sounds. Well, no, it's true. It's like, it's that emotional because you know, the, the whatever the pumping and the grinding and the thing, it's like, whatever, but that, that, those noises that you think are just for you, then you start hearing them with another person. I mean, that's, I think can really like shoot you. It's yeah. a, it reaches you to a different level. That's why I always recommend when people start stuff like that ball gags for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> What is, what is but you recommend thought? that for everything, Daniel. Also, also true. Also true. Yeah, I feel like I've heard that a few times. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> there's a way around it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I guess the only other last thing, maybe in the lingo part, might be because some of what you're talking about, Phaedra, almost sounds like these words, which maybe people maybe haven't heard before, like demisexual and saposexual. Oh, which yeah. These kind of words like demisexual means like for you, your sexuality means you want to feel an emotional connection with someone. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. doing those episodes last year that we kind of have referenced here and there, I realized like, oh, that's who I am. You know, I want yeah, to feel I... that emotional connection and the saposexual is you want an intellectual connection. So there's all yeah. this new terminology popping out in yeah. the culture. And you might be like, I don't know what any of this stuff is, but yeah. demisexual is I want the emotional sure. connection and saposexual has I want the intellectual connection. I want the both. And I just realized, yeah. you know, I we're looking through those we, those episodes, and I was like, okay, let me figure out what I really feel. I was like, yeah, that's what I really want more than anything. What do you? Oh, yeah, I listened to a lot things. of your episodes. Yeah, your episodes I listened to last year, and that was like on. You guys were on yeah, at the end of the year with the 2023 Spotify. You guys were like number two, I think, on my or three on my list of things that I listened to, and so I was like, yes, because I you guys got me through. A lot of your topics were pretty relevant. Yeah. Well, last thanks. year, last year was the year of the, uh, the, the, the poly excursion, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carl Young. 
Mm-hmm. Sure we're supposed to talk about sex, but it still hasn't happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are a little bit. We're opening. Not we're podcast. We're never just talking like this is like the most sexual episode we've ever had. For sure. Well, thanks for having well, me on. Still mild. Yeah, and, and this is not so everybody understand. This is not a classic Christian uh, threesome. Normally, that's two <laughs> girls and one guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a FFN thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. well yeah, I don't know. I don't even know where to start, Pedro. Thanks so much. Daniel will do his closing thing, and he's yeah, yeah big and he's so great. Thank you, guys. Like, just, just, thanks a lot, man. It's really great. Thank to you. Anytime. Yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing, Faye. You know, we I, I wanted to have you on. I wanted to talk about this stuff here, but this is like, this is kind of the the, the new place where you are, and I think it's really it's nice to hear the journey as to how you you know got yeah. there and the importance of like really your own understanding and being in your own evolution, right? Like, cause when you do it, I talked about this earlier with somebody, a mutual friend that we have, like if you're usually challenged to your maximum, right? All of your tools are required to get through most of your obstacles because the ones when you're not challenged, you could see through it. You know, you're like, oh, that's not a big deal, you know? But then once when you can't see around it, then you have to use all of your tools. And usually you get a new tool after that situation. And so yeah. it's it's nice to hear you learning and growing after all of this and where you are, and then you're still in a growth phase. You're still in a learning phase. And I think that's, you know, to, to your point and, and to Eric's point over many episodes now, it's not a set, you know, it's not a set thing. You're, you're, you found a new community of like-minded folks. Yeah. And yet sometimes it's, it's physically based, but sometimes it's just getting to know people who share this thing. Eric shared a, sto- uh, a story of a party where he, or a sto- when he went to a party and he was like, oh, you think he went to a poly party and right, he was like, someone was like, oh, I think that way. And Eric's like, oh yeah, me too. And everyone's like, oh yeah, me, me, me. So you realize <laughs> that like the way that you view things is shared by other people. And there's like instantane- instantaneously a kinship of like-minded yeah. folks. And it just takes the barriers to connection down. Even if it's not like a sexual thing, you're just- <laughs> you're just feeling like, oh, this is, I don't like to use it, but this is a safe space of like-minded people who can hold this place for me to express myself. And I'm going to do the same with them because we're coming from a similar place. Yep. And, and I think in, unfortunately, in, in the society that we have and in, in many other societies around the world, we do have some international listeners. Um, there isn't, there is not a lot of room for that actually. I mean, there's, you have to find niches for it and it's accepted in some spots, but if you don't find yourself fitting in the mold of the rest of society, where do you go? How do you express yourself? When do you do those things? And then who's going to be there with you at the end? That's all kind of a mystery that people are just sort of figuring out as time moves on. hundred percent. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. Like go listening ahead, to a podcast like this, you know, like for me, I listen to other people talk, like we're all talking, like we all like to talk Yeah, <laughs> and listen. Yeah. And I was like, okay, people are sharing these things. So maybe someone listens to, you know, Phaedra talking and goes, okay, I, I have some of these feelings too. Yeah. Right. And that's how it spreads, right? More people <laughs> are kind of, more people get to be free in the end, right? Because yeah. you hear other people saying, hey, I think this way. And then you, the yeah. other people feel freed up inside of themselves, be more of themselves too. Exactly. I hope so. Yeah. A bodhisattva activity for our little bit of spirituality of this, there, right? There we go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Phaedra, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for sharing your story with us and um, with everybody thank else you. here. 
on you know mm-hmm. YouTube or Spotify or Apple or wherever people get their their podcasts from. Um, so so yeah, thank you. We do appreciate everybody watching, listening, uh, sending messages or whatnot. So uh, if you have any you know questions or anything like that, comments or whatnot, you know feel free to leave a comment in the YouTube section. Uh, if you want to hit us up, uh, email us at ginandtantra at gmail.com. If you're on Instagram, you know the Gin and Tantra podcast is where we are. We post all of our little pictures of the video clips up here and and uh people can you know leave a comment there uh if for many reasons you want to get a hold of of phaedra just you know send us an email and and uh we'll connect you yeah and uh yeah no we appreciate everybody tuning in and listening and everything else so if you find our work useful please feel free and maybe even obligated to share it with your friends <laughs> Or enemies, you know, you never know. They might become your friend after after they hear some magical words. Phaedra can make your enemy into your friend. That's Phaedra is going to have a much easier time making your enemy into your friend than me or Eric will. So you know, (laughs) she got that special sauce. So, anyways, um, Phaedra, again, thanks for coming on so much. We thank you guys very very much. Appreciate you you both. uh, Of course, Eric. Thanks for for doing this as always. Um, And for Phaedra and Eric, this is Daniel. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. I want you to get together. I want you to get together. I want you to get together. I want you to get together.